Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And our audiovisual guy. Hi, I'm Josh. And this is not the second time we've recorded this episode. We're going to try and react like it's not the second time we recorded this episode because the last one crashed. <laughs> so after every comment, is okay if I say take two? <laughs> <laughs> Cut! You didn't do it the same way last time. You need to do it the same way. <laughs> this is not my vision. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we did just record an episode of Michael Brent Callings, which will be going live next week on Barricade. And boy, let me tell you, that movie is not the way he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for everybody to hear that because it was very fascinating. It, but, it was really interesting. Yeah. So we were able to make fun of the movie without hurting his feelings because <laughs> it wasn't his movie, you know? He, he had a, quite a bit of distance from it. And apparently they they did two takes, two cuts of the movie. The first one, they showed it to him. He was like, well, the music was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sent him the real one that ended up going live. Yeah, and they re recut it. And he said it was better. Sad day. Yeah, I know. Anyway, he's like, don't blame me. It wasn't my fault. And then he was able to explain to us what he really wrote. I think it was probably cathartic for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He's just like, no, it was better. Okay, what does cathartic mean? It or, was or really healing. Sub, yeah. Okay, because, no, yeah, never mind. What were you thinking? For some reason, the only thing I could associate it with was a catheter. Well, it's kind of that, which is yeah, releasing. Yeah, it allows a release. Gosh. So, same root word. Josh is horrified now. <laughs> Just think of an emotional catheter. It's Josh's expression. It allows you to release the emo emotional waste instead. Man, we didn't get this the first time. This episode's better. We're doing better. <laughs> it's not an emotional crutch. <laughs> no. All right. So if you're listening to this um, ep this podcast for the first time, this is the best show for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing, on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And today's movie is what? Death Cure. And it's a great or awful movie. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's things about it I really liked and things about it I did not like. And we will get into that. Yeah, it was pretty good, though. I mean, it was... I mean, overall, the feeling that I got when I finished the movie was... That, that, was, that was nice, yeah. actually. Like, I could... Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it again, I and we did. Yeah, we watched it. Some movies I will not watch again. For you, our listeners, we watched it twice in like a week. Yeah, we did. Nolan and I watched it, and then we made Josh come and watch all three with us. Oh, yeah. You guys did do that thing. Yeah, because we were like, well, Josh has read the books. We might as well invite him in for, you know... Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Nolan, updates from you that are different from the updates you yeah, gave the Michael Brent Collings episode. So confusing. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, is this before? This is before Michael Brent's. Okay, because in Michael Brent's, I said I hadn't finished the thing I was doing yet, so I can't have been finished now since this is before <laughs> that one. So I'm still working on the Patreon stuff. Yeah. No, now you're working on next. Oh, no, I just started working on it. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then in the next one, I'm still working on it. And yeah. the one after that, I'll have already finished. Well, that's the plan because they're excited. I emailed my list today about about um, Coolidge and the Enchanted Dagger, and I pimped. I talked about your illustration because it's super pretty so it far. Nice, yes. I'm not, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is really awesome. So it, basically, it's a dagger with a rose on the top, and he painted the rose, and it's very pretty. The dagger's got some very nice detail. Okay, what is the top of a dagger? 
Oh, not the tip, the top of the handle. Okay. Yeah. Like, so there's a rose. The point of a rose coming out of a dagger. <laughs> it's a pummel. It's it's pummel. like it's like in the guns. You pull the trigger and it says bang, you know, a little flag comes out. <laughs> Except it's a rose. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, Josh, do you have any updates? Um, I started a podcast with my roommate and it probably won't actually Coming air. in May. Coming in May. Yeah. Coming in stay, May. Stay tuned to this channel. Yeah, no, well not this channel. <laughs> we're we're recording for it, but we're not gonna actually release it till we have enough episodes. Is that Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. What's the topic of it? Um, topics that make you think and topics that make you change. Oh, interesting. So yeah, basically, he thinks of it more. I mean, we both kind of think of it as just two guys talking about random stuff. But <laughs> is but, this the, mean, like the ones where you would go for walks? Is that yeah, what this so, kind of is? So it's it's based on an old idea of ours of just walking because we walk a lot as roommates and we talk about really yeah really (laughs) interesting topics and one of us had the idea at one point why don't we just record this and make a podcast out of it because this is something i'd listen to yeah and i the one that they did earlier i actually listened to it and enjoyed it yeah so we have three episodes we did like a year and a half ago and then are you gonna have those go live um later so the one with the cop yeah that would be so we'll do it later but we're doing this one in his studio room with fancy equipment, so it's going to sound really good. Well, you have to explain what I was talking about because I don't want it, the inside jokes. Okay, so they were out walking and somebody oh, yeah. got yeah. called the cops on somebody else and the cops thought that they were the... Yeah, so it was about 2 in the morning and we, <laughs> Single we'd, we'd always walk at about <laughs> between midnight and 2 in the morning and we had this loop that we'd always walk and we were on the like the second pass of the loop and there's just cops in front of us. And they were kind of far down, but as we were walking, one of them drove over and got out and started talking to us. And he, funny, short, long story short, you're under arrest. One of his old, <laughs> one of one of Nathan's old roommates had gotten into a domestic violence issue with his girlfriend, ex girlfriend. She went crazy and rammed her car into his. And oh yes, I all remember. this other stuff. And the cop is like, "Oh, that's where you guys live." Oh yeah, I was actually there. That's kind of funny. How is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, so the podcast. What was the theme of it again? Topics that make you think and change. I guess. So we talk about self improvement goals that we have, things like that. Yeah, and we just heard the children. The children are actually in bed right now. We're recording after they gone gone to bed, but Nolan and I just heard them making noises. So sound like they're thumping around. So we might get some interruptions even though they're already in bed anyway so updates on my in my case um i have not been able to use my treadmill desk yet we've had other things going on but we turned it on yeah we already reported on that last oh, yeah. week in the scorch trials um did we or uh, the short episode that we did last time week. is so different here man in podcast land <sighs> yeah if you want, I could switch it from the short episode so it's right after Scorch Trials. and then That'll really mess episode. up. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so we had a surprise birthday party for Nolan over the weekend. His 40th birthday is coming up in a month. And it was awesome. His parents flew down. And what was great is I had my dad basically kidnap him and take him up um, north for a little while. They went out and did guy stuff. And my dad kind of got bored or Nolan got bored or something happened and they came home a little earlier than expected. So we were like, my mom was calling my dad and saying, run to the store and grab grapes and <laughs> pick up my insulin. And apples. Apples. Yeah. At the specific store. And we're like, I was like, why? Why? <laughs> Are they like organic or something? Funny What's thing is, is we're all just wait, trying to trying to hurry and get ready. And then when and Nolan comes, we, we 
when mom called dad oh, to yes. say go get go get apples at such and such and dad's first response was no <laughs> was it really yeah i totally missed all everyone that everyone around could hear and it was just like sister-in-law was just like wow he is not helping he knows what's going on he what is he helping. doing that's his reaction that's pretty great the best part though was when nolan got home and my dad came into the living room and nolan didn't follow him into the living room nolan went upstairs while everybody was waiting to yell surprise and he was up there for 10 minutes I was fixing something that he, was, he had to go to the bathroom i did have to go to the bathroom <laughs> fixing something that broke and and my brother was like he's, he's gonna hop in the shower and <laughs> just sitting there and come in have a party in the serious <laughs> seriously it was the quietest i've ever seen my family my family is not a quiet family and they were silent for 10 minutes they did good they sure yeah. did i was surprised the best quiet quality time i've ever had <laughs> with the family <laughs> oh dear anyway let's see so um updates uh yeah just working on the patreon stuff did we already talk about that or was that with michael brent no you just talked about it. okay time is time is weird <clears throat> It Time is. is not linear. No, it's not. Um, yeah, so Patreon stuff, I, we're brainstorming um, short stories and then illustrations that will go with those. And I haven't had a whole lot of time to work on books. I'm going to say that this pregnancy, my brain has been destroyed pretty much. Like I've been, the last two pregnancies, I got so much work done. And this one, I just can't, sometimes I just sit on the couch and stare at the wall. Like I have no no concentration. And I think that ladies who've been pregnant will probably understand and say, yeah, the, each pregnancy is worse than the one before. Very motivational for somebody like me to hear right now. But either way, um, I'm looking forward to not being pregnant and getting back to work once we've adjusted having a baby. Anyway, and everybody's like, this is what everybody told me with the second one. Oh, you're not going to get back to work. I'm like, yes, I will. I mean, it's writer's right. And I will find time to write during naps. And I see what you did there. What did, what did I do there? Writing's right. Well, that's what they do. The it's right. not funny. It's... What? Do they? I mean... <laughs> yes. Well, well, I had readers that were like, I didn't expect you to start writing again. I figured once you had two kids, you would never get back to writing. I'm like, there is no way. I mean, Nolan, you still do art. Even when you're, you know, you always go back to art. It's just part of who you are. So yeah, I will never stop writing. Never. Josh, why are you smiling? Because that's kind of, to me, that's kind of just, you know, that's how people are. Like you have a major life event and it's not like the things doing before your that event change at all. Like your hobbies, your, your passions, they don't just you graduate college and suddenly you hate painting. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's true. So it kind of miffed me having people say, you're not going to get back to writing. <sighs> anyway, Josh, how's your writing going? Um, School sucks. So I've been... So let me explain. No, what? his free time was spent trying to recover a, a podcast that we decided to re-record instead. So only about three hours of my free time was doing that, like two and a half hours. But the rest of my time I have been staying like, okay, so for example, I had one project that should have only taken me four hours to do according to the professor, but it took me 11 hours Jeez. and I was up till four in the morning doing it. And then I was six hours at work the next day doing it. And it was just... And they let you do that at work? Yeah, I love my job awesome. for that. When do you work? I work from like 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. I mean, no, when do you work? When do work? you work while you're at work? Like, do, you, oh. do they come and buy and be like, hey? I have specific like assignments and tickets to do. Oh, and then when and you're done with in them? In general, or? when I'm done, it's fine. But they're also somewhat lenient if you're slow because sometimes development takes longer than you expect. So 
I still am a little nervous though, just in general, because this is like too good to be true. So I want to improve how much work I do. Well, yeah, you don't want to be too slow because then they weed you out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's good. I feel pretty good right now about school and work. When do you graduate? How much longer do you have? Is that two the, years. Is that the right question to ask? Oh, two years will go two by years. fast. I was in college for nine years. The last two went really fast. If I don't fail a single class, it'll be spring 2021. Okay. Don't don't fail then. I need to get my D minus to a D plus in one of my classes. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's what's keeping him away from writing. Writers yeah. write, Josh. <laughs> anyway, I'm I haven't been kidding. reading anything either, so yeah. There's that. Uh, man, I wrote a book. I read a book recently. I'm not going to say who wrote it, but it was like the whole thing was gossip. It was like a gossip column in a newspaper instead of being a paranormal mystery, murder mystery. And so I felt like I was reading about people gossiping. There was no nothing in there about the murder mystery until 75% of the way through the book. And I was very disappointed about that. <laughs> it's like literal literal mystery then because you have no idea why you're reading it. Yes. <laughs> and then the mystery is why am I reading this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be fun to write something stupid like that. Oh, Just man. a project where it's a play on the, the genre. <laughs> okay. So, Nolan, you want to go ahead and give the quote? I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying by Michael Jordan. Ever heard of him? <laughs> Probably not as much these days, honestly. No, not not that much. And I'm having serious um, deja vu right now because I just li- went through and listened to a whole bunch of our podcasts, um, episodes, and one of the quotes that we gave was by Michael Jordan. And we were talking about how he tried sports and failed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that really this one? Yeah. The death... Oh, yeah, because Scorch Trials was the Yoda quote, huh? Anyway, so tell me why you like that quote. Uh, I don't know. It's just a good quote, man. What was the quote? I can't... I can I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, the first step to failure is trying. <laughs> the first step to success is trying. Yeah. Sure. Put it that way. Be optimistic about it if you have to. <laughs> okay. So I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Yeah. Basically, uh, well, failure is part of success. Was that what you just said? You can't succeed without failure. And so I said it in a kind of a negative way. <laughs> yes. And Josh said it in the positive way. Anyway. So yeah, you have to be willing to, um, to have failures and to learn from them and move forward. Um, okay, so the tip for today is a continuation of places where you can host a website. So last time we talked about WordPress and, and Blogger and Wix. And this time I'm going to talk about Squarespace, Weebly, and iPage. Squarespace, Squarespace and Josh, you haven't heard any of these, right? I know Squarespace. Wix so, was the Scorch Trials tip, okay. so we've already talked about that so one. So I know Squarespace. Okay. So Squarespace is a site with beautiful and visual temp- templates there, and what makes it easy is there are only a few templates to choose from, so you don't have to like take forever to pick a template. Uh, they only have a paid option, but they do offer a free two-week trial. And then Weebly is kind of like Wix, where you set it up through a drag-and-drop system. And they claim that it's the easiest way to make a website, has free and paid options, and you can do websites, blogs, and stores on Weebly, which is awesome. And then iPage is an, offers a free domain and frequently has discounts for new customers. They also offer free security scans to make sure your website isn't being hacked. And when I asked author friends for where they host their websites, a lot of them actually suggested iPage, and I'd never heard of it before. And so it was... I've heard of the other two, but not iPage. Yeah, so. Wix and Squarespace I, I and Weebly. I've heard of all of them except, yeah. except iPage. 
And so that was, you know, my opening for me. I don't know if I would have used them, but I, I like GoDaddy quite a bit. They've been very good to work with. Anyway, should we move on to the movie now? Yes. Okay, so I have no comments on the first page, so I'm going to let you guys go ahead and lead the discussion for a little bit. Take two. Take two. <laughs> oh my gosh, Josh. <laughs> um, the opening scene yeah. is, is a heist to rescue Minho. Yeah, from the train. Which is a, is a pretty much direct continuation of the end of the last movie. Mm-hmm. When they're like, we need to get Minho back. And then like, do you have a plan? And he just looks smugly. Into the distance. Into the distance. And then we begin with his plan. Yeah. Which is... Um, yeah, them hooking up a, a jeep to the back of a train. And it apparently takes place several months later. Was that a jeep? Or some SUV. It's thing. like a crappy Ford Bronco. Like, kind of techie. It was like a four-wheel. Whatever. Anyway. Four, it was a car with four wheels, okay? <laughs> I'm tired, man. <laughs> um, it was a, it, It's a fun scene, but is absurd as well. Yeah. So, some things that we didn't like about it um, was the fact that... So, they, they hook up to the train... And then they, they cut the car that they think Minho's in so that it can be airlifted. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the train they cut happens to stop just right where it needs to for uh, their, the ambush. their friends to ambush it. Yeah. Um, the gunship that um, is chasing the their friends, that leads them away. Actually, so they, they attack the train and then a gunship comes to support. Yeah, to stop them. And then um, one of their jeeps peels off and the gunship, gunship follows. Right, and that gunship manages. To they manage to stop, right? And they manage to not get shot the heck. Yeah, uh, with bullets going through their their truck without hurting them. Bullets apparently. that are huge and would cause huge pit holes. You know, you know. Yeah, it would kill holes. them all instantly. Potholes, potholes. Um, and then they manage to capture it yeah. because they dug some pits in the ground to capture the troops. Because when they corner, they finally get cornered by the gunship. The gunship decides to land and capture them instead of and it's like, shoot them to death like they've been doing the whole time. Well, and the the, the issue is this: they can, they can control themselves, but they can't control where the train stops, which is con- controlled by the conductors. Yes, and they can't control the pilot of the gunship, and so. When it comes, is very convenient for the plot. Yes, extremely convenient. Also, they can shoot uh, while they're running and and kill like two guys back to back yeah. with two shots. And then the guys that are stopped embracing their rifles can't hit anyone. Um, a little unrealistic to me. Maybe at another point in time, they bent the barrels slightly. And that's why they can never aim. Yeah, they they look cool, but they're basically <laughs> that's also far fetched. <laughs> These are basically stormtroopers that yeah, can't defeat a bunch of much. children. So, talk to us about the characters. Advice. Vince is in it. Uh, Vince is the leader of the resistance. Mm-hmm. Hold the right hand. He's not a right huge arm. character, though. He's not in this, but he is experienced. Except he's not because Thomas tells him what to do all the time and is the guy who's in charge of everything. Oh, was You're... Vince the guy that looked like Budget Thor? Yes, <laughs> that doesn't work out. Yes, <laughs> Budget Thor. Yeah. Um, foreshadowing. Hey, pay for um, protein cheeks. This is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not cheap. Subs aren't cheap. Um, is there any foreshadowing? I didn't really notice foreshadowing. Uh, not in the scene, but there is some in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? I'm sure I can now. Yeah. Well, we're going through. I mean, okay. The plot points. <clears throat> foreshadowing. <clears throat> you can't save everyone, Thomas. Oh yes, I remember that. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't save, save anyone, really. He doesn't save anyone. He re- he's not really that. Personally, bad. he doesn't save anyone. No, he kind of gets like he's kind of like a 
Theta character in this? Well, we've, we've talked about that before, how he's like super not he's not the main character we like we talked about how Minho was pretty much the main character in the first movie and then you know we felt more strongly about other characters than we did about Thomas yeah I mean like I'm trying to think of anything that he initiates other than saying let's go rescue Minho yeah and Minho rescues himself basically because he's awesome yeah he really is like he should have been seriously the movie should have been about him he's more interesting than Thomas he's more proactive about stuff yeah and he doesn't make Wine. as he doesn't make as many mistakes as Thomas does. No. Anyway, I'm bitter. You, Josh, like, what are your comments? Yeah, my my main problem has been I mean not main problem, but one of the problems I noticed was the dialogue in this movie. Oh, um, it's so bad. It's so bad and they're always constantly writing off questions. Like someone will ask one of these questions like what are we doing? Where are we going? And they'll just get a cliched response back like we'll get there when we get there or or, yeah. or uh, it's the only thing we know what to do. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I wish I'd written some of the awkward lines down, but there's some pretty bad dialogue in this. Whereas, yeah, it's like why? It's filler. Oh, there's there's one specific where they ask Thomas, like, "Are you kidding? That's your plan?" And his response is, "It's the best thing we've got." It's like, no, yeah, no, it's not. You can do like five thousand other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if we thought about it for a minute, we could think of something less stupid. <laughs> yes. Let's all just sit down and think about it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So antagonists. Um, uh, the the there's not really any new antagonists. Re I guess the the rebel the bad rebels. Galley is. Galley comes back, which we actually weren't okay with. Yeah, um, Galley's um, a new protagonist, basically. Yeah. Not like main character protagonist, but he does do quite a bit to further the story. He does. He... Honestly, Galley is the only interesting character other than Mino, where there's interesting reactions and interactions with the other characters. One thing that we've talked. Okay, that's a that's a good point because Thomas, he does not re he does he does. Basically, what he is doing is reacting, reacting to everything. So Teresa betrays. Teresa actually made a movement, and Thomas reacted. And so, like, the only thing he does ever is try to rescue Minho. I mean, that's the only thing. Everything else is a reaction to somebody else acting on Even something. rescuing Mino is a reaction. They took Mino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, he never. They never have that. Like, let's take it to them. Like there, you know, there's usually that speech where it's like, "I'm tired of getting kicked around. Let's take it to Wicked." You know, that's not what happens. He's like, "Let's get my friend back." Like, what about Wicked? And I guess we have to go there. Yeah. Oh well, we have to go to. Let's use these guys who want to take it to Wicked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so implausible, implausible. I've got the train stopping. It's nowhere near long enough time to stop. So yeah, it it has like car brakes on it and well when no, josh and i were watching it because we we grew up next to trains you know and so like, it stopped we were both like what, what the heck that's like a quarter mile yeah it takes at least a mile and sometimes longer depending on the type of train and how big it is for it to stop and so they it stopped like a quarter of a mile away and yeah that was nowhere near it, enough time yeah it, i mean it's only one car so maybe it can stop faster but it just didn't feel right. one car oh we referring no, to the, the engine oh the, the whole oh right yeah that's true there's like seven like cars right, or whatever yeah. yeah and then the rest of the train just stops yeah like well and then the car that had that's true had it didn't have engines on it it didn't have brakes on it oh wait did they apply brakes because it's stopped. On the car stopped. itself, no, it just rolled to a stop. Which it wouldn't. It would have been right. like miles like, and That's miles way miles. too heavy. The other one, they put, they put the brakes on the other one. So yeah. that's called research. Do your research, yo. 
Um, and then Nolan was constantly yelling, you're out of bullets. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> like, why are you still shooting? You're out of bullets. Did you see the meme where the guy's like shooting until the magazine's empty? Then he tosses the gun, grabs a new gun and puts the empty magazine into it and <laughs> keeps shooting. <laughs> no, but that's about what Hollywood does. <laughs> yeah. I think Fred was the biggest offender on that one. Where his 1911. Yeah, yeah, I know. His 1911 shoots like 16, 16 times, <laughs> 16. which is oh, yeah. two full magazines, but he never reloads. It's just like constantly shooting. But It's um, Hollywood. They can invent bullets out of nowhere. I that's know. why people are scared of guns as much as they are. They have infinite ammo if you wear a headband. And a mullet. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man, one of the, my biggest issues with the implausibility of this is they're up against a militarized... I mean, a military that has training, and they're at they, one point they're holed out in this like cargo ship with a ton of lights on everywhere, and then they're like, "Oh, the, we hear gunships," and they have like no people up looking from, and they look out, and it's like half a mile away. There are these two flying gunships like looking with spotlights. It's like you didn't see those lights over there. Yeah, Everything okay. else is black. Not just that. I mean, they've been fighting cranks for like freaking ten years, and then they can't beat a bunch of teenagers. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. point, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so other implausible and impl and plausible things. Implausible. Where does the blonde chick get access to hair dye? Because she obviously has roots, and <laughs> yeah. and her it's roots. The apocalypse. Where do you get your eye makeup? But it is. I mean, it, well, no, she was it's from not the maze, so they probably have it in the maze. Oh yeah, they got totally. Supplies. They got hair hair dye supplies. It's like one, hair one month. The only thing they get is a new person and makeup and hair stuff. And... <laughs> Wait, that's actually a good question. Did the guys get razors? In the maze? They're all kids. They don't need to shave. <laughs> I think Albie would take offense at that. It's because he looked 40. Yeah. <laughs> He's the He's only been there adult there. a long there. time. Three years. <laughs> okay. So, and then Josh mentioned this briefly, but they are in a war, basically. And we're in this huge bunker that's got multiple buildings. And they're trying to hide from Wicked. And they've got their lights on. And it's nighttime. Um Josh and I, our dad, our dad, our grandpa was in World War II on transport ships that went back and forth from Hawaii to the States. And they were always, I mean, even miles, like 50 miles, 10 miles away from Japanese ships, but they were not allowed to even smoke cigarettes on board, on deck. And so, like, they couldn't have lights, they couldn't have anything, because my grandpa was saying, even a cigarette, the burning little light from a cigarette was visible from two miles away. Yeah. And so... The fact that these guys are like 30 feet away, basically, and flying around and... Nobody keeps watch in these uh, movies at all. Yeah, there's no Not brand. even people who are looking for someone. Yeah. And, and helicopters can sneak up on you. That's it's, true. Yeah, they're not they're not noisy. They don't make any sound. Yeah. Yeah. We learned that in the Scorch Trials when she betrayed them and then the helicopters were all of a sudden on top of them. Um, but yeah, that happens in this one. So they sh shut off all the lights and I'm like, dude, it's way too late, you know? Anyway, they wouldn't even have the lights on. It's just, yeah. Okay, so um, any other comments on implausibility, either of you? Research or anything? Okay, so noteworthy. Teresa is apparently a teenage doctor. Oh, yes. Uh, because Thomas, she's this is a YA series. She's opposite our lead, which means she's a teenager. Oh, and also I hate her. <laughs> um, but she's a teenage doctor. So she's doing all these doctor things. And she's like 17, 18. Addressing the council and swaying them with her Her opinions. Rhetoric. and Yeah, exactly. Her weighty, uh, her, her gravitas. There's not even one person that says, shut up, kid. Yeah. No, everybody like listens to her and pays attention. And she knows what she's doing. Like she's stabbing people with needles. And I'm like, did they start training her at age eight? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I mean, stabbing people with needles isn't really that hard. No, but it still requires understanding of anatomy. I mean, that does, yeah. But what she then did after, after stabbing she was, with the needle, she was dissecting cadavers at age eight. They had lots of cranks. They did indeed, <laughs> but she seems kind of advanced for how old she's supposed to be. Yeah, yep, and and, in and terms well of, respected. Yeah, exactly. In terms of a lot of different things, anything she chooses to do, she's she's very competent at. Yeah, even betraying her friends, <laughs> she's super competent at. They never say how she contacts Wicked in the first place. Yeah, no, they don't she give anything. A secret communicator on her. And no. Doctor Ava Page, the the main doctor, blonde doctor, she's like. 30 years older than Teresa, even older than that. And 50 years. <laughs> she couldn't figure out the cure before Teresa. Yeah, Teresa figuring out. Well, she, it's about the she, sample, but... She, like, looks to Teresa for guidance. Yeah, and I'm like, like she's no, lost she these, doesn't. Yeah, she's kind of lost at that point in yeah. the movie, the, the doctors. And Teresa's the one that gives her purpose again. Which, which, well, that's fine, but she's, no, she's, like, looking to Teresa for, like, what should we do now? Yeah, and I'm like, like, that's exactly. not... That would not work, happen in real life. It's like, Doctors oh. are arrogant enough to never, ever. <laughs> you are correct, Andrea. <laughs> Nolan works with them. That was that was meant to goad him into yeah, a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway. I, I'm appalled that they're in charge of our health care. Mm-hmm. They're some of the least competent people I know, straight up. <laughs> I hope we don't have any doctors in our audience. They're, they're exceptions. Uh, they don't know when to stop thinking they know stuff. That's their biggest problem. Yeah. Because they think they know all the things and then make decisions about my job that they don't know at all and then make it worse and hurt people as a consequence. So yeah. take that, doctors. <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. So I got a little passionate there. But. At the end of the death cure, it's Vince who gives a speech, right? Yes. And one thing we were saying was that every single speech, any time in any movie ever, will always be compared to the speech in Independence Day. Yeah. It, I, I, I picture every person giving a speech, male or female, as... Today Bill we Pullman. celebrate our Bill Independence Pullman. Day. Yeah, and if you can't uh, outdo that, then don't even know. Well, he actually did a great job on that movie. We should do that movie, Independence Day, and do the second one as well. The disappointing sequel. That was kind of fun, but And you guys should do Ghostbusters and then the new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, huh? Ghostbusters. Yeah, I actually agree with that too. I love the two original ones, and then they are coming out with a new one that's supposed to be just as good. So That'll be like a the third movie or something like that it's not really a reboot because the reboot failed <laughs> something like that <laughs> anyway um okay so the best romance in the entire trilogy is between brenda and jorge we couldn't figure out their relationship it's they're it's not father daughter they're they're not father daughter but like they're every time father daughter yeah <laughs> every time they're together like he's so tender with her it looks like he's going to kiss her yeah there's there's a point where like her arms are on his shoulders they're talking like and he's got his hands around her waist hug. and yeah and like we and then they go at each other but, but it's to hug. But to hug not to kiss but like we so thought like, huh? Oh. Yeah, we were both like, well, there's the romance in the movie. <laughs> and it was the most convincing romance. It was the most compelling. It really was, honestly. And that's really sad to say. But like, they, make the they didn't show, too. they didn't tell us who Jorge is to her. Just that, as Josh said at one point, he's always been there or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. always been around. That's what she says. Yeah. And that doesn't tell us anything about them. I mean, is he like a father figure or he's is he... grooming her. Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and she's finally old enough, so watch out. What's well, his name? and that's actually something Thomas. we co we commented on. Her, girl. her hair was longer than in the in the second movie. In the second movie, she looked old. I thought she was in her forties. In this third movie, she had longer hair, and she looked 
She looked pretty, actually, you know? Yeah, she looked, yeah, exactly. And, and as I said, as I said, I don't remember if it was in the scene, the episode that got deleted or the one in Scorch Trials. I can't remember, but I love pixie cuts and I have friends that have gorgeous and they're just absolutely beautiful, but she does not have the bone structure to pull off a pixie cut very well and made her look older. Yeah. Yep. In Scorch yeah. Trials, Nolan did refer to her as a stepmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, you one thought thing, about this way too much. Yes. <laughs> one thing that I really liked about the show, they beat up their characters and they show their pain. Unlike in the Scorch Trials where they go down the elevator shaft and nothing happens. But in this one, they actually get injured and then they act like they're injured. They get shot in the gut. Yeah. Stabbed, cut. He, you know. can't really do very much after that. He does yeah. like one heroic thing where he throws the chair yeah. at the crank window thing that breaks and then the cranks come in and kill the bad guy yeah so he got shot in the gut yeah mm -hmm. how did he not die of sepsis like a month later it depends they did have medical treatments i mean he did wake up in like a medical tent with like bottles of things lying around <laughs> that's true i mean it's true medical equipment yeah yeah special blood too so. well I, you know some <laughs> antibiotics i mean it, it is possible i mean without any medical treatment yeah he would die but yeah that's true they did seem yeah. to have some poisoning from the inside out mm -hmm. yeah and they do scrounge for stuff. I mean, they don't really explain it, but they did at least, you know, have like a semi-plausible. But he does jerk up awake when he wakes up. Yeah, and sits up wound. straight up and we're like, uh, and then you're he, like, stitched goodbye and... Goodbye guts. <laughs> and then he casually looks down at the hole in his gut and he's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. And he gets up and starts walking around. Yeah, not, that part notwithstanding, they did do a good job of showing pain in their people. I mean, anybody who's had any sort of ab surgery, like C-sections or kidney, anything... I just had a gallbladder surgery and it was painful. I didn't and you, yeah, several days and weeks and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so things that did not work for me, this, the hallucination and the dream sequence. So the hallucination oh, yeah. and dream sequence, Minho, yeah, it was too long and it didn't further the story. Like they could have showed us 30 seconds of him getting tortured and, and a bit of his hallucinations, but they they didn't. They get How long was it? Like It's probably about three or four minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I mean, it was exciting except for the fact that we knew it wasn't real. And so it didn't make him feel like he was in danger. Like it's it's the purpose was to make you realize how terrible they were being to him just to get cure from him, yeah. And it didn't really do that very well because right. they extended it too long. Yeah, that's yeah. the purpose of the scene. It lost its its a uh, point. Yeah. yeah, punctuation. It's it had a rose at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. It did. Sorry. <laughs> very nice. Um, and then the tunnel scene with the cranks. Like our characters are idiots. We were constantly saying idiots, idiots. Because they just, they do stupid things and smart things and then stupid things and then smart things. And I just can't keep up with them. Is this the one you called uh, Stop and Look Back, the movie? No, that's, that's the second, second one. one. That's the second one. But it applies to this one, too. did this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you guys have any more comments, uh, go I ahead do. and give them because I've got um, trivia. There, there was a, a, a scene between Jansen and Dr. Page. Mm -hmm. um, and on the wall, there's a maze decoration. Oh, yeah. That was oh, really yeah. Cool. It was it, a nice touch. It was a nice piece of artwork, and it was also very symbolic. Um, to me, it was like they never really escaped the maze. The maze wasn't just a place. It was all the plots and, like, And I would bet that, that pulls back to the author and the books because, you know, the book is generally better than the movie. Yeah, it was, it was a nice throw. I mean, it was a nice uh, throwback to the first movie because it is, it is a... 
it's not just a picture of a maze. It's an actual sculpture of the maze from the first movie as a piece of artwork. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was kind of cool looking on the wall there. I it was. I would have it. one on my yeah my wall. I thought it was cool looking, but yeah. then I was like, oh wait, that's the maze. The maze. Yeah, the maze they were in, which yeah. is interesting because there was more than one maze. So I guess did they all have the same design then? Maybe. Yeah. Know. Josh, you have any other comments? Um. I just have my takeaways. So. Okay, so you guys ready? I have some more. Okay. <laughs> um, they get a sample from a dirty contaminated tissue, which is apparently enough to cure, oh, cure the universe. Not, not just they, it was Teresa. Teresa. But Teresa. Teresa's blessed. Exceptionally talented. Teenage, teenage girl. Teenage doctor. Teenage 40-year-old, 30-year-old. No, woman. Teresa. Oh, yes. I was going to say, Teresa doesn't look life. old. She doesn't look old, but she doesn't look like a teenager either. No, not really. Um, uh, but yeah, we were saying about that, like, it's contaminated. She's holding it. You don't know what else is on the cloth, and it's just a bit of his blood. How much, I mean, how hard would it be to get a sample out of that? There's not enough, because, like, they show her, like, adding some liquid to it to reconstitute it, and, like, all of a sudden she's got, like, nine mils. Yeah. Milliliters, sorry. Didn't somebody... Uh, didn't somebody once send you a pillow or try to send you a pillow or something? Yeah. Uh, they asked, like, can we, if we send you a scab, can you oh, And then another one was like, if we cut out part of a bloody pillow and send you it, then can you tell us how much HIV was on it? And oh, I'm my like, gosh. Uh, we don't do crime scene investigations. <laughs> so, no. Wait, you go to the hospital or the doctor and have the doctor draw blood. That's what we do. Yeah. So, like, no. Well, who was requesting that? Because I... I was it like doctors? It was a, yeah. It was a okay, that's Why that's would a amazing to me because... Refer to my earlier like doctor someone, comment. Yeah, someone that doesn't know anything would request something like that. Yeah. A Man, scab? Oh, that's so a scab. I could kind of understand a scab like, a little bit. I, like, I, I just had to ask, how big is the scab? Because <laughs> like, we need like one cubic centimeter of blood. How much would that be in inches? I mean, and then once it dries up into a scab... Well, about less than half an inch square, but I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, it was even more than that. I mean, it's a lot. And mm -hmm. the point is that scabbing that much, that's a big scab. That's yeah. <laughs> have to be a big scab. Yeah, so no one freaked out about that. He was like, she's holding it. You don't, she probably put it in her pocket. She did, she's, yeah. You know... She swipes it and sticks it in her pocket, yeah. pulls it out later, and it's all covered in lint and who knows what, and it's, you know. Contaminated. It's, and... Yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of junk in there. You're not going to, like, filter it out. I mean, there's problems with that sort of thing anyway uh another thing i had a problem with is the who got stabbed slash shot oh thing. yes with um, <laughs> newt with newt who we feel bad about dying they we actually a, liked newt we yeah. liked newt that um, was i think it was well done other than the, the fight scene went out a little, yeah because they're more. fighting and then the knife plunges Thank and you, you see them, them them both go Ugh! Yeah, and you like don't know surprise. who got stabbed. But we all know who got stabbed because it's not thomas yeah so <laughs> right i mean there's there's no way it's it's Thomas. not the main character. Yeah. So they... Unless you're in Divergent, and then it is the main character. Yeah. Fair enough. So it, I didn't... <laughs> I haven't seen Divergent. I should make you watch the three of them. I've read the book. It was bad. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we felt bad that Newt died because we liked Newt. And the, but yeah. and the fight scene was fine, but the end, ending part was not fine because never do that. Please They did it. that so many times in this movie. So who got stabbed? Who got shot? Who got shot? I mean, like, Dr. Page gets shot, and we're like, did Thomas get shot? And then... Um, when they're getting rescued from uh, the pit, the pit, the, the one guy, you know, the guy with the double barrel shot off. Brenda shotgun. comes up behind him and shoots, shoots him, him and you don't know who got shot. You know, it's just, I hate that. They and, use it so much. And Chuck. And Chuck. The first yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Stop doing that. I mean, don't even do it once. But don't do it four times in a series. <laughs> okay. I mean, just stop it. Yep. Uh, 
So that actually applies to a lot of different things we're writing. I mean, stop using repetitive words. In, the, in the future, we'll talk about it with Michael Brent Collins. Yeah. <laughs> it made me immediately think of the George Lucas interview where he's like, it's like poetry, talking about how he just uses the same stupid things over and over in his poor versions of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so like the, the book I was reading that I was talking about, they use the word keen um, at four different chapters in a row. And I'm like, keen is a unique enough word where it just felt like, I was like, you just use that. And it was, it was a whole chapter earlier, but it felt like it was only a couple paragraphs earlier. So like he had to be very careful with, you know, re repetition with words that aren't used all the time or people getting stabbed. <laughs> Shot cliches in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cliches and archetypes and you know, what, what's the other word I'm looking for? Idioms. Tropes. Yeah, idioms. These can be useful to save time because mm -hmm. everyone's familiar with them and you can use them effectively um, to move, to get onto the more original parts. Yeah. Like, you know, stock characters and things like that. But this was just lazy mm -hmm. and not interesting and not good and didn't create tension and it just yeah. made me roll my eyes during the death of a character I actually liked. You know? Um, okay, any other comments? Yes. <laughs> uh, shoot him when he's down. <laughs> I don't remember that. What do you remember? The whole end fight scene. Like, the whole end fight he's scene. Down oh, yes. Twice. Jansen gets knocked out and he comes back relatively quickly, which is what would happen. And then they don't realize that they should just like take his gun or knife or just punch him in the face or kick him when he's down. Yeah, they him. knock him out and then he goes to help. No, Teresa goes to help Thomas rather than making sure he's actually dead. I do like the realism of a knockout not being a good way to incapacitate someone. Yeah. For but, yeah. But holy cow, like... They're smarter than that, allegedly. They're not. And uh, I like that Jansen actually wants to win, so he goes like super ghetto and smashes Teresa's face into a table. Yes. Uh, I like Jansen. He's a good bad guy. I and thought he was a good bad guy. Yeah. Cool Irish accent as well. Doesn't hurt. I didn't even notice that. Yep. Not even yep. a bit. I did. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's got that working for him. He's got, the, he's got a really good smirk. He, he does. does. It's yep. so yeah. good. Um, he's in Shanghai Nights. He's the bad guy from Shanghai Nights. Oh, you're right. I forgot about it's that. It's been so long since I've seen that. Well, he has an awesome sword fight in that movie. But anyway, um, he's got a good smirk in that one. He's just got... It's just so good. Yeah, so shoot him when he's down instead of letting him come alive. And... Yeah, and I, that is the end. Of your... Except I did. we did talk about how do we feel about Teresa oh, last yes. time. Her arc. And we talked about... Um, Thomas, how he invalidates his premise when he decides to... My takeaways. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Never mind. That's what I said. Takeaways. We keep taking each other's takeaways. We're, gonna, we're not going to take them anymore. We're done. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give trivia then. Okay. Okay. So you know the letter that Thomas reads? Um, Newt wrote it on his own, the actor, without any feedback from anybody. Nice. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and the director kept it as a souvenir. Which, in our first take of this, Josh was surprised to hear that. <laughs> I feel bad for Newt. He's like, can't, can't you let Newt have it? <laughs> the director was like, hey, I, mean, I was more invested in your character than you were. <laughs> and? And what? Oh, the next bit of trivia? Yeah. Nolan, stop Sorry. cheating. You don't know oh, what's coming next. I don't know. Next. It's a surprise. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> when Thomas was reading Newt's letter, Newt was actually standing right next to him reading it instead of them putting it in over after. Which was kind of cool. So Thomas is, you know, Newt's reading the letter. And he reacted to it as he read it. Yeah. And so Tom, Newt was actually standing right next to him and they, they had just had a boom mic there instead mm -hmm. of voiceover later, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice touch. Even without knowing that, I mean, they, that's a good scene. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wicked buses all have Colorado license plates. 
Got to register. Don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's because apparently Denver was the last city they were in or something like that. It looks nothing like Denver. No, it does not. It's future Denver. Um, Teresa performed her own stunts. I don't remember her having stunts. Maybe the head smashing. Yeah, the fight scenes. Those are considered stunts. I mean, that's yeah. true. Well, the part where she's falling off the building. That is. <laughs> into the flaming abyss. <laughs> I mean, was she falling or was the camera being pulled away? That's a pretty impressive stunt. You're just watching okay, the now cameras fall in. 20 feet, but I'm on the ground. How do I fall? <laughs> um, fans were saying that Brenda's hair in this movie is how it was in the book, the whole series. And so it suits her much better. It does. It looked really good on her. I actually liked it quite a bit. And this one's going to shock Nolan. <gasps> Are you shocked I'm appropriately, shocked. even though you've okay. heard it already? All right. <laughs> um, Okay, so this was the highest grossing film of 2018 until Black Panther. That does, oh, yeah. that does actually shock me because we didn't even know like the second movie had come out a little no. the third movie. Yeah, and Josh yeah. was like, this came out like, in 2018? This came out last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of us even noticed and we're all in the target audience, which is funny because none of us knew. Yeah, like I read the whole series. I mean, like you'd want to advertise to me. Yeah, I'm like, how did we you not fail even... the Google slash Amazon slash NSA <laughs> <laughs> slash Facebook slash, slash Twitter Russia. slash everything? Yes. Yeah, it's so great. Um, okay, in the book, Brenda and Jorge are revealed to be undercover as um, agents for Wicked, and they don't even do that at all in this story. Josh. I do not remember that <laughs> from the books or from the. Yeah, I remember. That do you the remember their psychic connection? I remember Teresa really hating the way the second book ended, but <laughs> I don't remember any of the weird plot twists. Weird. Yeah. So he, yeah. So Brandon and Jorge were actually working for Wicked, which I'm like, how did they, that's way too much double crossing and backstabbing. That's, I think I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that in this because everybody was betraying everybody already. Or maybe just Teresa, and I'm still mad about that. <laughs> um, okay, so in the books, Thomas is not the cure. In the movie, he's the cure, which this actually makes it makes sense because in the movie, I'm like, you're the cure. Why don't you go and start saving people? But in but it wasn't in the part of the books. In the books, where the scientists were trying to convince him to let them take his brain for further investigation. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> Why would you like? Have some blood. Uh, okay, I guess. And I'm like, can we have your brain? Like, but you can't cure anything with it. Why would I give it to and, you? And besides, like, after the brain's gone, I mean, what do they? They take it out of his body. Then what do they do with it? Plug it up to something very Matrix styled. I mean, I don't poke know. it with needles until without, it dies. Yeah, I know. Without knowing why they would want his brain, that's stupid. Yeah, no blood, no nothing to keep it alive. I mean, that's just yeah. Anyway, that's not in the movie. That's can in we the borrow book. your brain. No, <laughs> I need it. So then, okay, so now a little bit of trivia that um, I'm, I'm horrible, but I kind of like this kind of trivia because I like it when people get hurt, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's this one. You remember it now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the opening train chase. The car and train were actually going that fast. So that wasn't CGI at, at first. And then you know how Thomas is inside of the Jeep thingy and he climbs out on top of the hood? In that... in the. In the take that they put in the movie, they cut off him going out and then falling underneath the car and dragging. And so apparently he got from dragging, going that speed. How fast do you think they were going? 50, 60? 40 to 60. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got a concussion, a severe concussion. His both, both cheekbones were fractured. His orbital socket was fractured and he had severe lacerations. 
And, um, which is insane because in the first movie, when he's jumping to get away from the griever, he busted his socket there too. It's his cheekbone. Like he broke his cheekbone. Yeah, it was a cheekbone. He slammed against the wall and broke a cheekbone. And so now in this movie, he broke both cheekbones. I'm like, my heavens, talk about giving it up for a career. Yeah. Did he? Because where is he now? In the hospital, probably. Anyway, it shut down production production for a whole year. Um, And James Dashner um, tweeted about it saying, hey, there was an accident on the set set today and we're going to be shut down for a few days. And that was before everybody knew how serious his injuries were because it would take, I mean, my goodness, they had, he had to have physical or not physical therapy, probably physical therapy for smiling and talking, (laughs) but no, he had obviously would have to have plastic surgery because you get cuts all over your face to fix that, you know, because he's not going to go from not having scars to having scars, you know, no actor is going to be okay with that unless anyway. Um, okay, so they only got one take of him jumping out of the car, and the direct, director asked for permission to use it, and Dylan granted it, saying it would have been a waste, basically, because he, uh, because he's like, it was the only take, and it's it's like his sacrifice. He's like, if you don't use it, then it's, it's more heartbreaking than... <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> I broke my face for this again. Yeah, so you're you, using it. You're using it. Yeah, exactly. And then when they resumed filming a year later, the train, they had the train stationary in the car and they added in the speed in CGI after the fact. Also, this scene was not in the book. So none of it would have happened if they had followed the book. Fools. <laughs> yes. I like a good... Uh, I like a good chain height or train heist so. yeah i didn't mind the scene i wasn't i was except for the things that we commented except on. for all the things which is most of it <laughs> it's fun though the catching up with the train and hopping on you know yeah and then flying it's away it's an enjoyable it's a well done movie in spite of its flaws like yeah. it is in the end something that you go yeah that was nice it did bring emotions in some parts yeah i would agree with that all right so let's go on to takeaways okay nolan how do you have a city in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that has that is not affected in any way by the fact that 99% of the planet is dead now? Where are your farms and your manufacturing? Your power. Your electricity, yes. Where do these things come from? And cell phone. I mean, they had... Denver? They were, like, connected. They were able to message each other. And then know? they're chilling in their gigantic apartments in these skyscrapers. Uh, yeah. Really good art. With really good art and like <laughs> clothes and laundry is all done and nothing's dirty and yeah the city the city probably had at least one to five million living in yeah it. millions of people not just yeah. thousands and then um, that's my takeaway and my other so take- explain how that applies to writing though there's no like it's just I don't know it's, there's need no to, infrastructure yeah there's not do research and be probable and that that's so, what we said divergent they actually got that right because they explain where the food comes from you know yeah they actually grow it outside the city but it's still within the I walls mean, but... the Hunger Games did a phenomenally well job with that they have this really nice city and all these slaves to do it for it yeah exactly yeah. so this one they, they missed that with this movie by the way you know what Panem means no bread Pan means bread in Spanish. Panem is Latin for bread. Nice. So bread and circuses. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, like literally bread and circuses like mm-hmm. in Rome. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so explain to explain to readers where they're getting their yeah, their resources there's, from. Yeah, there's just like this magic, alcohol and yeah, this magic city that lives in the middle of nowhere and yeah. Surrounded by desert, and and then the next problem is technology. Yeah, the next problem I have with the city is when the city is getting attacked by the outside bad guy rebels, 
there's no people in it <laughs> to defend it <laughs> in the city. That's true. They show them commuting <laughs> everywhere. There's only like two cops. Yeah, no, like then, in, yeah. when we were first introduced to the city, there's hundreds of people all over the and place. And there's cop cars like crawling, the place is crawling with troops. And then when it comes time to fight, there's nobody. It's a dead city. Yeah. yeah. And no police to defend it or troops or whatever. There's like five guys and like I some mean, guys with shields and. The, the f- there are some discussions about um, evacuating, evacuating, and but the main military guy is like, no. And yeah. so, where's the troops? Like, did they just go? More and the citizens, like, the citizens yeah. would have been trained. Yeah, or the they'd be panic in the streets. Just, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, people would be running out of their buildings, panicking. I mean, buildings are toppling. There's and yeah. there's nobody coming out of also, them. Also, where are all the children? That's a good point. There yeah. are no children I other never than saw the main any characters. Kids. Yeah, interesting. Huh. It just felt weird to me. I was like, "Put where's it? Like, it's literally the last refuge, and they're walled in, and they have to like take off by these, you know, gunship vertical takeoff things to try and escape. Yep. And nobody's there. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. whatever. How does that apply to writing? Is that your that's your second takeaway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just the plausibility of it. It's like where the consequence. I mean, there's consequences for invading a city. Yeah. For the city and for the people invading it, and there weren't any. They just yeah. didn't. It. And if like you're writing this military tactics, they I mean, made a point. People of, would train the citizens. The citizens would be you would required like, to go through training. You'd like to think so, but even if they didn't, like there's just nothing. They, like, they don't exist. Common, yeah, they just poof disappeared. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't have any food or farms or anything like that. It's because there's only like 12 people in the that city. live in the whole city, except during commute time when they're all running around and yeah. yeah. crowds of people. I was gonna say there's a lot of people there in commute. They make yeah. it seem like the city is like th- like this thriving, it's thriving metropolis in the middle of it desert of death yeah exactly and it is that whole scenario just bugged the heck out of me every time yeah. i saw it there you go all right josh your takeaways so the first is that you need to follow the rules that you set up just follow your own rules and i can't really think of any specific examples that are really big and noteworthy for this series but there is one little thing they set up these taser gun things that they have that they shoot as pump action before they can fire. Yeah. And then randomly when one of the main characters gets one, it's suddenly semi-automatic. It's pop, pop, pop without having to do anything. Like that, They, they although that's a really minor rule that they broke, it is enough to break the... Fourth wall for you. The fourth wall. You just lose all of your... What's the word? It takes you out of the story. It really takes you out of the story. You lose your immersion. That's the word. Yeah. Completely pulls you out of the immersion of the, the story. And so, I mean, there's more than more rules than that that they break that they set up themselves, but like just follow rules that you build, and that's not that hard to do if you plan your series out, if you're planning your book out, if you think about what you write before you spew the words out. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. All of our takeaways are kind of related, honestly. Yeah. So I'll feed off, I'll go off of that in just a minute, but what's your next takeaway? My second takeaway is do not undo your main character's entire reason to exist. Reason to exist. Don't yeah, invalidate so your premise. Don't validate your premise. <laughs> yes. Thomas the whole time is is very rebellious and very, oh, I hate Wicked. We need to stop doing this and we need to figure out what's wrong. Wicked is bad. We got to stop bad. Wicked. And then the end, he's just like, you know what? Maybe they are right. And then... Nothing comes. Nothing of it. comes of it. Yeah. yeah. He, in fact, he kills his friends because of it. Some of them. Yeah. Well, Newt, in particular, they could have gotten Newt the antidote. They could have yeah. saved Newt. Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. Sad. Sad moment. And then they fight Jansen, and then the movie's over. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, like everything that he worked toward, he ended up trying to reverse in the end, and it was really stupid. In the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it just made Thomas seem like the lamest character ever. It might be realistic because people make stupid mistakes and kind of go against themselves. But it's bad storytelling. It's but bad it's storytelling. the end of the trilogy. At the end of the trilogy, he should be done making mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what the first two books are for in the first half of the third one. So maybe invalidate your premise a quarter of the way through the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then just fix kidding. it. <laughs> But then, but then have times that he like comes to a realization and then does something about it, you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he's like, crap, I've been on the wrong side. I mean, that happens. Like, I'm on the wrong side. I should have been on this side. Yeah. Know? But the problem is, is he, he doesn't ever really have a moment where he's like, maybe like it's not I'm wrong. It's maybe I should just go and see what's up. He's curious about why they want him. Yeah. And it's not really necessary because necessarily because he agrees with them, but it just invalidates his whole kind of character. Yeah, he is all like all of his. Belief. He would hear that, and he'd just be like, "No, I hate them." And the thing is, like, Wicked's been set up as the antagonist this whole time. Yeah, and having him switch at the very at end, the, like at the very, 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 very end, end, it just it makes it feel cheapened. I mean, it totally yeah. cheapens the whole trilogy, you know. Yeah, and then the gunship they escape and doesn't get shot down. Yeah, well, all of the other what, things. Get yes, shot. they fly over the enemy army, which has shot down other gunships, which they show. But they yep. don't even take a pot shot, not even one, at that hero's gunship. Yep. At even least though they can't miss. see that anybody, you know. Miss. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's better to have stormtroopers than no one doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my takeaways. Um, the main character should not be in charge just because they're the main character. Thomas is a bossy teenager with no experience. He's never done any of this before. And Vince is like twice his age. And Vince turns to him, what, what do we do now? I'm like, I don't care if Thomas is the main character of the story. You need to have a good reason for why he's in charge. And if he needs to be in charge, get rid of the people who have experience. You know, I've read lots of books that do that. I do that in my books, my YA book. Like, something happens to the adult, and so my teenager is left in charge. You know? I mean, they do a better job in the book because Thomas shows that he knows something no one else does. And then he's starting to get more followed. But... In the movie, it's That's, just... There's none of that in here. He's just like, Vince, Mr. Twice My Age, stop doing that. You need to do this instead. And Vince's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Vince would punch him. You know? Yeah, I know. Some kids started telling me to do something stupid like that. Like, okay, we're going to take on this train. And you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this gunship's going to shoot at us. And we're going to drive a truck. And you're not taking my car. <laughs> and then not everyone's going to fall in a hole. Yeah. The gunship's going to fall in a hole? No, no, the people in the gunship. Why would they get out of the gunship? They can fly and shoot you. Okay, this is like the whole opening scene is as if a teenager made a plan and no one said that won't work and it somehow worked. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so we've talked about this quite a bit. Pay attention to details. Do your research on guns, trains, hair dye, similar situations in wars. Like what would the military would do? You know, like lights at night, guards on patrol and posted around the clock. Um, pay attention to the signs, to signs of enemy. And my mom, actually, she reads a lot of romance, and so do I. There's nothing to be embarrassed about it, guys, okay? I'm not embarrassed about it. I, I mean, I don't read it. <laughs> anyway, my mom, romance is the number one genre I read. And it is my mom's, obviously, she gets scared when she's reading my books. So she reads a ton of romance. And she texts me on a weekly, sometimes daily basis saying, this author didn't do their research. This author did this. This author, like, there's a book where it's, Kansas in the middle of nowhere in the 1800s and they're eating greens year round and <laughs> she's like they wouldn't have greens and what is greens anyway you know and then just like things that they say and things like that so you've got to do your research you've got to make sure you're writing according to 
your genre and what is plausible and possible and pay attention to details. Um, because like, I don't know, like things like that, like Josh was saying, it pulls you out of the story. You need to be, you need to be paying attention to those details. If you aren't sure, don't just write it and move on. You need to write research and then make sure you've got it right. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Either of you have any questions, comments, final comments on the movie? Oh, that's it. I would watch it again, but it really does have glaring issues. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we got it. I, I enjoy it enough to have it playing while we're doing like art or something like that. You know, one of our fill the background type movies. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it enough for that. But yeah, there are some disappointments, but there's a lot of stuff about it that I did enjoy. I would say overall, I enjoyed it, you know. Agreed. How many stars would you give it out of 10? Three. Three out of 10? Oh, sorry, out of five. Um, <laughs> I was going to say you six gave... Six and a half. I was going to say you gave Barricade five out of 10. Yeah, I did. There's some moments that wouldn't get like two stars. And then there's some that would get yeah, seven that's or eight. Yeah, that's true. Yep, that's so, true. I mean... I don't know. It's hard to, for a movie like this, where there are moments that I just want to stop watching because it's so bad, but there are also moments where I almost like, I feel a lot of emotion. It's hard to give it a good rating. So I don't know. Yeah, seven, I agree. I, guess, a six. I would say six or seven Um, on for different elements. There, yeah, yeah, there's stuff like Josh was saying that I would be like, I was just like, oh, you guys are so stupid. But overall, good action flick, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, Nolan, where can people find you? Art with Nolan on Instagram. I feel like you just said that earlier I today. I did just say that about two hours ago. So. Yes. Josh? Um, a website to be determined for the podcast that will be coming. In three months, and four yeah. months. We actually already know what it's going to be called in the, pod, in the website place, but I'm awesome. not, not going to announce it yet. Okay. And as usual, you can contact me via email at andrewatselfpublishstrong.com. Check out our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash strong. And Nolan, that was a surprise today. Michael Brent was like totally pimping us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these people are smart. They know their stuff. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Sneak peek preview for next week. Yeah. Yeah, next week's podcast episode is going to be really awesome. It's it's a bit longer, but he has so much valuable information he gives in there. It was just, it was awesome. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Ciao.